Welcome back. My name's Loman, I'm about to tell you. Another story from Bear Island. Now, I'm the only one who knows these, so it sure is lucky that you're here to listen to them. As always, if you're liking the show, go rate and review it. Or share it with a friend, why not? If you have any questions, comments, kudos or concern, or even a story idea for an upcoming episode or a thing you're just plain curious about, shoot me an email over here at bearislandpod at gmail.com. You can either do it in writing or leave a voice memo, and then I'll uh, put you on the next episode. Okay, here we go now. Pay attention. Come and see Bear Island with me. Come and see Bear Island with me. Way up north where the fog is thick and there's black sand beaches too. Come and sit on a crag of the cliff and I will be right there with you. Now way up north where the fog they live a kind of bear that can talk and sing and dance just like humans do. And these bears, you know, there's a few that we kind of focus on from time to time, the main characters, as it were. There's King Kukuru, the leader of all the bears, wise beyond his ears. Then there's old Nan, the oldest bear on the island, who knows all the stories from way back when. There's Dish, the inventor bear, and Lloyd, the strongest bear on the island, who can throw huge boulders way up and punch holes in the sky. Then there's the, the little cubs. There's Jam and Evie, Tank and Honey and others as well. Now on this particular day, all the bears were down there on the black sand beaches and they were playing their favorite game, seaweed ball. Ooh, they sure loved that game. And for the most part, it was a, a game of good spirits and good cheer and good camaraderie as well. Even if you were on the other team and they scored a goal on you or, or whatever it may be, you cheered them on. You said, hey, good shot, good shot. That's just the way that the manners around Seaweed Ball had, had kind of sprung up. Well, there was two kids that had become friends with all the bears on Bear Island. That was two two and two shoes. And they liked to come in from time to time to hang out with the other bear cubs and play seaweed ball. This was all fine and well, and, and the boys soon became very good seaweed ball players in their own right. Now, one day, those boys uh, asked a question of Tank, one of the bear cubs who was the most into seaweed ball. They said, hey, Tank, could we bring one of our friends from back home? He's a cousin, and he's visiting and he wants to come see all the bears of Bear Island and he wants to play seaweed ball and learn about how to do that. And Tank said, well, of course there, Two Shoes and Tutu. Bring them on over, bring them on over. So that's what they did. The next day the boys came over in their kayak and they had their cousin, Weedle Dee, with them. Now, Weedle Dee wasn't his real name. His real name was William, but Weedle Dee was known to always say what he wanted and get what he said. So people started calling him Weedle Dee. And Weedle Dee was nice enough and he was a little bit stuck in shock to see all these talking bears all around him. 
two two and two shoes said oh this is Weedle D we go back way back I knew this kid when he was born and Weedle D said I knew them when I was born too oh that's good to see you all together said Tank let me teach you the rules of seaweed ball so for the next 10 minutes or so Tank and the rest of the bear cubs showed Weedle D all the rules tips and tricks of seaweed ball he had all kinds of questions like, how long does a game last? Well, that just depends on how long the seaweed ball can last. And who scores the goals? Well, anybody can score a goal. And how do you know who's on your team? Well, you just have to remember. And on and on. Soon enough, it was time to play, and they all lined up on, on different sides of the sand. Tank looked over at Weedle D and said, Hey, don't worry about it. It's your first time. It takes a lot of people. Uh, a few games to get good at this, and don't feel discouraged if right away it doesn't come to you. Okay, said Weedledee, grinning a little bit. The game kicked off, and Weedledee was incredible. It turned out Weedledee had a little bit of a secret. Back home in San Diego, Weedledee had actually studied seaweed ball extensively. The way he was able to do this was he wrote many, many letters to his cousins up there in the north and they told him all about seaweed ball until he had pieced together a pretty good picture of what it was. And then every day out on recess he recruited a bunch of little friends of his to, to practice and, and kind of piece together seaweed ball. So much so that Weedle D was quite the seaweed ball player. From the very first time Tank threw the ball in the air, he could see that this kid was something special. He was streaking down the sides of the sand, he was winging balls through the net, he was doing all of this and all of that, and his team was soon way up front. And Weedle D, he was having a good time doing all this, in fact, maybe he was having a little bit too good a time. He started flashing his fingers in front of the other bears' faces to show how much his team was winning by it. He started talking during the game to whoever was guarding him, saying, You can't guard me, you can't guard me, whoop, whoop, whoop. And then he'd spin, sputter and splash his way to another score. Now in seaweed ball, they had something called a foul, and that's if somebody hit your arm or something, and then you get the ball back. And Weedle D, he was quite a rough player, and he was fouling people left and right. Now, a lot of the times, bears don't want to call fouls in seaweed ball because most of the time, fouls are just accidental-like. It's sort of a gentlemanly rule they have. But here was Weedle D, fouling away. And whenever somebody called a foul on him, he'd complain and say, I didn't foul him, he just tripped and fell on his own. But on the other side of the court, old Weedle D was calling fouls on everybody. If he missed a shot, he'd say, I missed that shot because you hit me in the arm. Or I tripped and fell because you put out your leg. Now in seaweed ball, there was a, a general rule that you just had to believe the person who said they got fouled. But this was getting a little ridiculous. Weedle D was a bad sport when he was winning, and he was a bad sport when he was losing, too. He would howl about how good he was puffing up his chest and running around peacock and making other people feel bad because they got scored on. And then if his team was in the wrong, he'd be really mad and teary-eyed and say, I don't think my team is good. I could win if my team was better. Which didn't make the people on his team feel very good. Finally, fair enough, out of the woods, Loy, who had been watching the whole thing, clapped her great big paws. 
All right, said Lloyd, we need to stop this game. How come, said Weedledee, just cause I'm winning, just cause I can be anybody in the world. Uh, I don't think you could be me, said Lloyd. Tank just watched and shook his head, a little smile coming out of the side of his mouth. Lloyd was one of the best players to have ever played seaweed ball. Her strength was legendary, but Weedledee didn't know that. In all those letters, he'd been trading back and forth with two two and two shoes, asking about the intricacies of seaweed ball. He had never bothered to ask who the top dog around it was. Let's just cool on down, said Lloyd. Let's just take a little step back. Let's be good sports and good friends. Well, the only way I can have fun, said Weedledee, is if I'm winning, and I win all the time. So Lloyd went into the middle of the court and took up a seaweed ball. Then she made like she was going to try to score a goal. But Weedledee, just as she started to throw, jumped in the way and caught the ball. Only her throw was so strong, it propelled Weedledee back into the sand where the breath was knocked out of his lungs and he was coughing. Oh, I'm sorry, said Lloyd. I didn't think you were going to try to block it. Are you okay? I want to go home, said Weedledee, weeping and crying. Well, we can't go home, said Tutu. The tides haven't changed yet. If we tried to go home now, we'd be paddling until our arms were rubber flaps by our sides. Well, I don't want to be around any of you, said Weedledee, and off he ran into the forest, weeping and crying. Oh, about ten minutes later, old King Kukuru found Weedledee out there on the black sand beaches over there by Barker's Cove, watching Terrence and the rest of the sea lions have a fun day in the water. And he sat down next to Weedledee, and he said, Hey, I understand that you were a little upset today at the seaweed ball. Yeah, said Weedledee. They were playing no fair, and then a grown-up came, and she threw a ball, and it hit me in the chest, and now I think I have a bruise on my chest. Well, I understand that you were being quite loud about how you were winning, how you were losing, and you were never quite satisfied. You were either the best in the world, or your teammates weren't good, and you were making people around you feel bad. Well, I don't know. Isn't winning the whole point? Uh, no, I don't think it is, said King Kukuru. If you're too busy peacocking around making other people feel bad about how good you are, do you think they're going to want to play with you again? No, said Weedledee slowly. And also, if you're not uh, allowing other people to win by hook or by crook, cheating this way and that, do you think it means the same? I wasn't cheating, said Weedledee. You were calling a lot of fouls, said King Kukuru. Well, maybe a little, said Weedledee, smiling. Look, said King Kukuru, this is a chance for you to make friends, have fun, and get some exercise. If you can make other people around you better when you play, you're going to make yourself better too. As I understand it, you are some kind of big time town out there on the seaweed ball court. But imagine how much better you'd be if you could also make people around you better too. Make them feel good about themselves. Well, Weedledee went back there to see Weed Ball Court later that day. And they played another game. And Weedledee taught them all the tips and tricks he'd been learning back down there in San Diego. 
and he made sure to teach those tips and tricks to the people on his team. And they had fun playing the next game. And Weedle D's team even lost on a close last second shot by none other than Honey Bear. And Weedle D was a little bit curled up inside. He didn't like to lose, nuh-uh. Still, he went and found Honey Bear and he gave her a handshake. He said, that was one great shot. And Honey Bear said, thank you. That means a lot coming from such a good player like you. And there was still plenty of day left. They could have kept playing. The tides hadn't shifted yet. But they decided instead of playing more of that seaweed ball, they were going to take Weedle D up to those famous licorice fields where licorice candy grew out of the ground. And Weedle D was sure glad that he hadn't made everybody on his team mad at him anymore because it was pretty fun to have all those friends. Have you ever had that situation where you're out there? Maybe you're all in the recess or something. And there's somebody who might be taking it a little bit too seriously. Or maybe it's you. Maybe you're taking it a little too seriously. I mean, it's no fun to lose. But if you're good about losing, if you take your lessons, if you learn a little bit something from it, you make the other people around you better, then you're going to set yourself up for new games. New friends. All right. Until next time. Come back next time. Do it again. Love just a story and it has no end. And I'll never tire telling it to you. There's not a day.